Okay, folks, we are late, but we are live. Not live in the sense that we're live streaming, but live in the sense that this is the first time that the wrestling podcast, that's wrestling, but W-R-S-T-L-I-N-G, it's all the graps without the E, but of course, me and G, we're not anti-E, we're simply pro wrestling. My name is Liam, this guy's Gareth. Hey. It's the first time that this illustrious podcast has ever been recorded live in person. Gareth, we're in the same room. Yes, yes. It's crazy. I know. Worth the worth the wait, I'd say. And no bats flying around or anything. It's no, no. <laughs> I do have a bat update for you today as well. Okay, right. Let's get into that then. We need to understand. Okay, so I dropped the bat off with a nice lady called Debbie last week. Shout out to who, Debbie. Who's a bat carer. Um, she's <laughs> just got like a, a little shed full of bats. Really? Year round that she's just taken care of. So I dropped a little peppercorn off. We're, we're calling her peppercorn. I dropped peppercorn off and Debbie weighed peppercorn and it was six grams and was just a little, little, it's a little lady, little baby. Um, needed, you know, was just underfed and underwatered. So a bit of TLC at Debbie's Bat B&B. And, <laughs> and I got, um, I went and picked up peppercorn on Thursday night. To release back into the wild. Oh wow, that's so, so cool! I took Peppercorn home in a little box full of um, tea towels and drove up to a park near here and left Peppercorn in the box on the warm engine for five minutes just to kind of heat heat her up. Yeah, yeah. And then took the lid off and off she flew off into the, to be one with the night again. Oh, how about that? A happy ending to that story. And she gained a whole gram in the. You know, she went from six grams to seven grams during her stay. Um, you know, so one gram when you're only six grams is is a is a lot to gain. You fed her up on apple pan or something like that. <laughs> oh, very cool. So, a very happy bat. And a happy ending to, to the story. Absolutely. All right, wonderful stuff. Glad to hear that. And I've just got back from sunny Spain visiting my folks. So it's been a bit of a challenge to catch up with the graps, actually, because the Wi-Fi is not amazing where we were. But... We made a, a sterling effort on it last night just to get through a ton of stuff. And we thought since there's so much going on, we got the N1 Victory, G1 Climax, and of course the Five Star Grand Prix. It's worth just kind of running through all of these, basically. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, tournament season in full effect. Full effect. The plan was originally to talk about um, Masha's Borscht at the Beach, but unfortunately it's not available to stream anywhere. It's still in the, the bank at IWTV headquarters waiting to be yeah. uploaded. So, you know, rest assured, though, as soon as that is available, we will watch it and we will give our, our feedback on that one. Yeah, the pictures look really fun. If you go onto the Beyond Wrestling account, they look like a right laugh, particularly the Masha versus Ali Catch. Oh, match. yeah, can't wait to watch that one. They're fighting in the sea. <laughs> That was great. All right, where should we start then? Because you've been on the G1 this week, haven't you? Yes. So I think, you know, this episode here could almost be called uh, Dr. Strangewood or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Learn to Love Cherry Picking Wrestling <laughs> Matches. Because for the first time, I think, in my, my life, I've just started sort of cherry picking the matches I wanted to watch from shows rather than feeling like I have to watch it start to finish. And how, how have you enjoyed those extra hours in your life? A, a lot. You know, I, I don't need, you know, <laughs> Ujero versus Tangaloa in my life. I can live without that. So just cherry picking the matches from each of the first four nights that I was really keen on mm. just made for a, a much more enjoyable watching experience, yeah, I yeah. must say. And just left me feeling a lot more excited about New Japan than I have done in a long time. Yeah, okay, well, which ones have you been going through then? The one that really stood out to me was Ishii taking on uh, Shingo. 
which was an absolute banger. I think that's going straight on our best match of the year spreadsheet. I thought that was absolutely incredible. A really dynamic match. Just two people knocking lumps out of each other Mm. from start to finish. This is Ishii season, isn't it, really? You know, he's had a quiet year thus far, but this is where he can kind of gain ground on those end-of-year lists. and you know, The G1 is where he really shines. I'd love it if he won it. You know, if there's nothing else currently in the mix, why the hell not? You know, people have been pining for this man to get up to the main event in a similar way that they have with Jungle Kiona over in Stardom. You know, they're they're the nearly Mm. wrestlers, aren't Mm. they? And, you know, it'd just be so good to see him ascend to the top. Yeah, give him that chance. I think, you know, he... If we've not got any anybody else to pull the trigger on or it's just going to be, you know, somebody that's won it before, why not take some chances while business is, you know, perhaps down a little bit or mm. people are down on the product? You know, take some chances, take some risks and, you know, maybe some good will come of it. Yeah, absolutely. That one, I would say, you know, that was night one of uh, the G131. Um, go out of your way to watch that one. Really, really good. And another guy who's in a real resurgence, although it's been a year-long thing, I would say, is Tanahashi. He's having a really good year thus far. And another belter of a match against Kazuchika Okada, Kel Surprise, those two in a match together, and it is good. But it got the uh, the Meltzer treatment. I think he I think he scored your match you just mentioned a little bit higher, actually, didn't Yes, he? so I think, you know, obviously Tana and Okada has heaps and heaps of history, you know, steeped in it. And, you know, it played, it, the match really played into that. So, you know, people are going to, some people are really going to sort of favour that one because of all that history. Mm. But, I mean, if you just want a bell-to-bell banger of a match, it's Ishii and Shingo, you know, all day, every day. So it just depends on, like, what you're looking for. You know, if you're just looking for great bell-to-bell wrestling. Well, both of them were great bell-to-bell wrestling, but, you know, In they isolation. were very different matches. Mm. Interesting. I just love this little Tanahashi run that we're on at the second. Yeah, I really adored that match with Shingo earlier in the year. I just thought that was so good. I mean, Shingo's Mister Consistent, isn't oh, he? Yeah. To be fair, like I, I do, I do really think that you could make the case that he's probably the best wrestler in the world at the moment. Strong argument, yeah, for sure. I, I have a sneaky suspicion most of these end of year lists won't reflect that, unfortunately. But he, he certainly should be. He should be well up there that's for sure you kind of wonder if he gets an opportunity to come over to the states if that will help bolster his stock somewhat yeah definitely hopefully uh if we get some sort of new japan usa shows or you know even if god forbid he could turn up on aw i think it would open a lot of eyes jesus man you'd, ha- you'd have people being like jesus this guy's amazing you know like yeah. he's got such a great look such great presentation mm. You know, he look he just he looks the business and then he can just go like nobody else at yeah, the moment. He's so so good. He's just in a real rich run of form. Yeah, so that was good stuff. What else tickled your fancy? I heard there was a particularly good Zack Sabre Junior match as well. Yes, Zack versus Shingo was the the other one. So again Shingo you know, again. Can't stop can't stop talking about him. And yeah, I absolutely loved that. I thought Zack was a great opponent for Shingo. Mm. Not previous to it it hadn't really occurred to me like what a fun match that would be but yeah, yeah boy did it deliver um and zaki took home the, the victory as well so he's two two for two he's taken out poor old naito on 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 night one he's sort of uh you know he's taking credit for injuring naito and putting him on the shelf and out of the g1 um for the rest of the tournament so you know if you aren't aware naito is out for the rest of the tournament so all of his 
opponents get the get points you know for those forfeited matches yeah hope he gets better soon and then you've had Zach now go over the the world champion uh, on on night three. Kiss of so. death, mate. Kiss of death. Open up with two wins. You're getting the Toriano <laughs> treatment. One hundred percent. You are getting rolled up by that master thief, and that's it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of the tournament plays out for Zach. But that's another one. Like, why the hell not? Like, have him potentially take the tournament. Drop the you know rocket to him. Mm. At the very least, he's he's going to be owed a, a title match once we're out the other side of the G1. So Yeah, so it's interesting because I think in the back of my mind, I thought you were going to end up with Naito versus Shingo at Wrestle Kingdom mm. you know, with the whole LIJ thing. Well, the, yeah, if that, the wheels have completely fallen off yeah. that. Uh, so theory. now where do we go? Do we, do we continue the Tanahashi resurgence story? Do we go someone off-piste like ZSJ or Ishii? Do we reinstall... Big match Okada, who seems to be coming back. Do we do something with Jeff Cobb, who's having a cracking year as well? Well, I think the other thing to consider is that Wrestle Kingdom is, what, three nights this year, I think? You oh, know, yeah. Tokyo Dome and another, then another stadium. Um, yeah, so it's an even bigger event this year. you know. And they keep coming up with these more and more convoluted world title stipulations, which I, I think does detract from, from things. I think I'd rather have, like, one really huge match than you know the title defended on multiple mm. nights um i suppose actually thinking about it when you hear you talk about convoluted title situations the match probably is shingo and osprey isn't it yeah so yeah. you have maybe each of them defend in inverted commas their their titles one night one night two and then night three it's shingo and osprey to you know to create that undisputed champion what do you make of the three night thing I, I have been a, a pretty vocal advocate in the past of the two-night setup, but I think this is probably a bridge too far, to be honest. Like, unless they're doing, like, three two-and-a-half-hour shows a night or something, or, you know, two-hour shows, then I think, yeah, three three shows is just bonkers. Like, yeah. I get, you know, I get that we already kind of had that in two nights of Wrestle Kingdom and then New Year's Dash the night after, but, like, that's a different kettle of fish. I think the expectations of a third night branded as Wrestle Kingdom, you know, how do you how do you sell that? You know, you kind of have to have these huge marquee matches and businesses already at the moment for New Japan is relatively uninspiring. Yeah, there's some great wrestling, but sort of booking wise it has been so so at best, I would I would say for mm. you know, certainly at the at the, the top end of the card. So yeah, I I do think this is a real misstep you know i really want i would love to be proven wrong i'd love it for it to be a huge critical financial success yeah but yeah I, at the moment it doesn't seem like that would be the case it's always the way isn't it you know we want to see the sunny side up glass half full side of things but my initial reaction was like, oh no you know, where am i going to find another night to watch more yeah. you know and also I do think it takes away, and you could apply this to WrestleMania if you like as well, I do think spreading it out, although it means more people get shine, it does take away from the, I don't know, the special feeling of mm. you made it onto the Wrestle Kingdom card. You know, you, you had a big match on the Wrestle Kingdom card. I don't know, probably splitting hairs there. But yeah, three nights, uh, that's a worry. Does that mean, we do is New Year's Dash still happening as well? I believe so. So in theory, it's four nights, yeah. truthfully. Crikey, <laughs> a working week. Yeah. Like, it will be fun. I just, I, I look at my schedule and I'm like, oh, man, where am I going to find the time? This is going to be crazy. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a difficult one, isn't it? I it's think like, I'm just going to have to watch it live. It's the only way. 
and then I'll just be well, very I mean, tired. You know, you'll probably still be on weird, weird young child hours. It's come, true. Come January. It's true. I, that, what Gareth means to say is that I have a young child, not that I am one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he means to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, cool. Right, get back to the G1 then. So any other ones that took um, your fancy? The, I would say those are, the, those are the real sort of standout matches for me thus thus far. Mm. Um, you know, Kota again is like having a good run. So um, who did I see him against? Sonata tends to do well as well, yeah, doesn't he, so, in G1s? You know, don't... <laughs> unless you're a glutton for punishment, don't put yourself... Learn from your uncle Gareth. <laughs> Don't try and watch every single single match in this in the G one. Just cherry pick the ones that sound interesting to you. Yeah. And I think you'll just come out feeling more in love with wrestling. Whereas I think if you and more in love with New Japan. Whereas I think if you try and watch everything, you, the opposite will be true. Yeah, I I think so. Particularly if you're relatively pushed for time as well. You know, just be pragmatic about it. But, you know, it doesn't mean to say that you can't watch some of the lower card matches. Like, no. I gather Yujiro, for for all the kind of fun that's poked at him, is actually having a fairly good tournament. Interesting. So, you know, there's probably a couple of matches that I'll go and check out. Mm. Maybe the one against Kenta. See what yep. the, the whole intra-Bullet Club stuff was like. But, yeah, you know, there's, there's big matches for a reason. So, go find them. One thing we probably should do, though, and I've been meaning to do this, is check out the new batch of Young Lions. Because oh, they're supposed yeah. to be pretty, pretty decent, and the, well, they tend to be anyway. The l- most recent class was excellent, and they're all out on excursion mm. now, so that should be quite interesting. The unofficial C block, as it as it was called last year. <laughs> yeah, I, so every reason to be enjoying New Japan at the moment. I know for me, like we've previously been a bit down on it, and I'd say right, rightly so. But yeah, you know, I think. G1 season, there's so going to be so many good singles matches. So if you, like us, have been kind of, you've kind of taken your eye off New Japan a little bit, now's the time to come back, I think, for now's some, time some to great, back. great matches. And, you know, we're only four nights in. There's still a lot of good wrestling to come. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't so agree more. Gun to your head. Who would you like to see in, in, the, in the finals? Tanahashi. Yeah. Yeah. Tanahashi. And I don't have the blocks in front of me, actually. Um, but I think I would like if if I could just pick a finalist, then I'd go for either Tanahashi or Ishii. Would probably be the two mm. at the top. If it turned out to be Big Macho Okada, I'd be delighted as well. Yeah. But I don't know. I just got totally sold on the the Tanahashi comeback story when he had that match with Shingo, and I think that would be a nice, you know, one more Wrestle Kingdom main event for the Ace, and then send him off to America for a bit and yeah, let him kill it over there. I want. Zack Okada to be the final. Love it. Is my is my choice at, at the second. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And also, actually, we should talk about this as well. Whilst we're talking about New Japan, over in Rev Pro, uh, there are new members to Will oh. Ospreay's United Empire stable. None other than Aussie Open, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher. Love that for them. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Like, just very excited for, I think, one of the best tag teams and just two of the best wrestlers going today mm. to get that new japan rub yeah i think they're a top five tag team in the world and nobody knows about it unless you've seen them you know there's there's so many good tag teams on national television week to week i totally get that but these guys are right up there you know if they had the same amount of exposure they'd be on all the lists i think oh absolutely yeah yeah really keen to 
check out the most recent Rev Pro show if we get the opportunity and just sort of see them in action again. Yeah, <laughs> been, I heard that it's was been good. far too long. You know, yeah. we we watched the match against the Velocities in um, PWA Black Label a while back, and you know couldn't stop banging on about that. So I'd like to see. Um, you know them again. What is this? Another probably another four or five months on since then. So yeah, I I'd suppose like to see they what have done stuff. Um, yeah, we need to. We need to get as much Aussie opening as humanly possible. Yes, please. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's very exciting. Looking forward to seeing where that goes. T- I think it's time again to give New Japan um, a chance. Give New Japan a chance, people. All right, nice. Let's park that there, and we'll come back and talk about some pro wrestling Noah and some stardom. And we're back. So. Let's dive into Noah's tournament, the N1. N1 victory. Yep, so this has been raging on and concludes tomorrow, Sunday, 26th of September. It's going to be live on Abema. So that means you probably can find it somewhere online. It's tricky. So I don't know if this one, again, is going to be on like Abema, sort of premium, where you need an account or Mm. subscription or not. Mm. Um. But yeah, well worth kind of keeping a, a, a sort of having a little look and just sort of checking for y- for yourself. So if you just Google Abema, which is A B E M A, um, and have a little look and see if you can find that. If we're, if we're able to, um, if it is sort of free and easy to access via Abema, I will chuck the link on on our Twitter. There is an Abema app as well, which I found quite useful. So if you can oh, get nice. hold of that, it might be worth doing so. So let's just run down where things are at the second. So these are some stats very kindly provided by our pal Mark Pickering. Cheers, Mark. Cheers, Mark. Okay, so the A block. Uh, the big match here is Keiji Muto versus uh, Kaito Kiyomiya. Uh, Muto's on three points. Kiyomiya's on four. It's a winner-take-all, essentially, so the winner's going to move into the semifinal. Yeah, who, who you got in that one? Who who, who you feeling? Uh, I think it'll be Kiyomiya, because I think he'll get his win back. Mm. You know, Muto beat him, I think it was b- either before or whilst he was champion. I think it was before. Yeah. Uh, he tapped him out, and Kiyomiya's been on a bit of a mission to refine himself since then. So I'd like to see that as part of the story. Yeah. Because you know the thing is, he doesn't even need a need a win. He just he just needs a draw. Exactly. So yeah, I that would work for me. What do you reckon? Yeah, I I would really like to see Kiyomiya get the get the rub here. Yeah, like you say, he's kind of refound himself. He's on a good run. He's one half of the tag team champions mm. with our pal Kitamiya. Who our interview appeared to be something of a bad luck charm <laughs> for, because he hasn't had a no a good tournament in terms of points anyway not, matches not, have been fun but in terms had, of points yeah not had the kind of tournament we would have liked for him no sorry kitty <laughs> and then over into block b we've got uh mochizuki leading with four points um ahead of both keno and kendo kashin so who are both on two so uh mochizuki is facing keno this this sunday to decide who moves to the semi so yeah it's uh Pretty, it's pretty locked in that Mokazuki is moving to the semis. You would have thought so, short of anything crazy happening. But yeah, who knows? But I, I would have thought that's probably going to be the case. Yeah. yeah. Sakuraba and Masato Tanaka are both tied on three points in block C. Nakajima has two, and Nakajima faces Sakuraba on Saturday. So again, you could get a, a turnaround here. Nakajima started off with a bit of a, a rough run. Ate some losses, but I think he could still make it. I'd like it if he did, but also, well, I like Sakurab and I like Tanaka as well. So there's no real yeah. downside here. But no, I feel like no wrong answer no. In, in, in this block. So but, yeah, you know, does does Nakajima, you know, 
make it a, a sequel? Does he does he do it twice in a row? Yeah, I stumped for a Nakajima. Mm. Um, certainly getting to the final at least. So it'll be fun to see how that one plays out. Definitely. And then last but not least, the D block. Funaki and Vegeta are both tied on four points. And they're going to be colliding on Sunday. So whoever wins that one takes the block. Shout out to the hip-hop heads that heard D block and thought about the locks. <laughs> yeah, I feel I you. I have no idea what you're talking about. Rough riders. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm stumping for a Vegeta win here. Yeah, me too. Me too. I get the impression online that a lot of people aren't so hot on Vegeta. Really? Yeah. My God, like I don't, I don't get that one bit i see i see a few comments flying around and i, t- I think he's awesome yeah I, I like every time he comes out like i'm just like hell yeah like yeah. i'm looking forward to to this yeah just seeing him kick some ass like, he reminds me of do you remember kuma in the tekken games like mm-hmm. the big bear he's like, like <laughs> he a, is, yeah, he's a big bear he's of like a, man. a big bear that beats yeah. people up so yeah that's where things end at the moment tomorrow night sunday well tomorrow tomorrow morning for us it will be so tomorrow night well, tomorrow morning for us, Sunday the 26th, we will know who is heading to the finals. Well, not the finals, but the final night of the N1. The, so the semis and the finals are all taking place one evening. So we've got that to look forward to after this. So, yeah, still a lot to come from, from the N1. We're not, you know, not anywhere close to, to sort of being there. There's still a lot of permutations of who could make it to the semis. Mm. Um, you know, like still hard to get a real lock on you know who's gonna win like there's you know there's especially with the four blocks like so yeah. I, I you know my feeling is the four block system has been a success yeah me um, too yeah you know personally i'd like to see it return I, I think it what it does is it differentiates it from something like the g1 mm-hmm. which is having the two blocks um so yeah i i really think it's 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 been happenstance you know through the world still not being quite back to normal they've they've done this but you know they seem to have fallen into a winner yeah i really like it it's just something a bit different and it does it, it gets your mind working at the different possibilities as well yeah. and different combinations well, that's, that's one of the things i really love about uh these tournaments is just kind of going oh, okay so if x beats y you know they maybe <laughs> still stand a chance but you know this person z would need to lose you know like there's all these different like ways of like looking at things and i just think it makes it really exci- exciting you know especially in wrestling where it gets booked for maximum excitement. It gives all these different options for making the shows as interesting as, ne- as you know, as much of a nail biter as it possibly can be. Yeah, I, I might be in the minority here, but I'd love to see a Kiyomiya Fujita match. Yeah. yeah, that that would be an interesting one, wouldn't it? For yeah, sure. either within the tournament or outside. But you know, something about that sort of old guard Enochiism, big badass bear, you know, in Fujita, and you know the Noah born relatively fresh-faced you know all emerald arc kiyomiya mm. taking him on i think that'd be something that'd be really cool i was thinking the other day about that you know the the differences between the go fujita match and the keno fujita match and i still i don't even know if it's the story that they were trying to tell or if i'm just editing it but it i just love that whole thing you know where you know fujita wants to start on the stare down Go obliges and they go thirty minutes just staring at each other before Fujita breaks. He does the same thing with Keno, and because of a slightly different character trait, Keno is the one that breaks first and wants to be aggressive and mm. then gets smushed. You know, it was it's a really interesting story. It tells you different things about the characters yeah. in Noah, not necessarily about Fujita, but it tells you the differences between Go and Keno. Absolutely, yeah, I, I do think you're you're spot on there. I think 
you know, not something I would have thought about if you hadn't pointed it out, but, you know, something I'm really glad you did. Yeah, it's interesting to kind of have that extra little layer to the story, whether it's us just, you know, imposing that it or could whether be. it's, yeah. who knows. But, but I yeah. suppose that's the fun of it, isn't it? You know, you can take these things and, you know, it's how you perceive it as much as yeah. anything. Well, again, that's, that's another thing that's like part of the fun of wrestling, like when stuff isn't explicitly laid out for you, you know, through commentary or through, you know, the the storytelling itself mm. i like that there's things that are left up to the viewer to to decide in their mm. own mind mm. yeah definitely right it's so loads of cool stuff still available for the m1 we're gonna try and hook you up with another noah related interview as well no guarantees but fingers crossed we're always trying our hardest for you we're always trying our hardest so fingers crossed we can get something going in the next couple of weeks as well so keep it locked here to the wrestling podcast for more pro wrestling noah fun should we head over to stardom? Yes, absolutely. Over to the five-star GP, which the uh, the pay-per-view is happening as we speak. As we speak. So it's really difficult not to look at our phones and see what's going down. So, you know, we're going to be talking without the hindsight of knowing who's won all these matches whilst we talk about uh, the five-star GP, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, a bit of this is going to be slightly redundant, but we can still talk about fun matches, which is always great. And we did digest a ton of them yesterday, actually, just to catch up, which was a hell of a lot of fun. And um, my big take home from all of this is I absolutely love Takumi. You know, I hadn't seen tons of Takumi before this because I haven't watched Marvelous yet. Uh, it's on the list to do. But I just think she's awesome. Cool outfit, cool look, amazing wrestling, just awesome as an overall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she's been a real shot in the arm for this tournament, I think. You know, especially when you consider, you know, we lost the Julia to injury, you know, much in the exact same way that we've lost the Naito to injury. Mm. You know, same same sort of situation where, you know, unfortunately one of the favourites has had to bow out due to injury, which is, is a real shame. But, you know, these things happen and I'd much rather that we have wrestlers pulling out of stuff due to injury than trying to work hurt yeah just definitely. Be- just because the, you know there's some big matches on the horizon like yeah you know i'd rather these people prol- potentially prolong their careers than you know work just because the, the you know there's this mentality that you should yeah that I, it does it very much feels like that's becoming a thing of the past anyway yeah i would hope my so perspective. yeah because you want to wrestle longer don't you you know you want to you know stick around for as long as humanly possible so you've got to look after yourself i do think actually from a storyline perspective it's not a bad thing in many ways like of course you don't want somebody to be injured but purely storyline wise i think it's kind of good for julia yeah it protects her doesn't it you know she doesn't look bad then if she doesn't potentially like win the win the whole thing yeah and it also just keeps her out of that top picture for a little bit longer as well while she's a tag champion yeah which i think is probably the right thing to do this year Mm. you know I always get the impression that Julia's somebody that Stardom could just pull the trigger on at any point and go, right, we want to push her to, you know, the red belt and it will just be completely accepted. Yeah. You know, you don't need a lot of work to kind of get her there. Whereas uh, the five-star GP this year has kind of, I really feel like there's participants that it's just done in the world of good. Um, certainly sort of how I perceive them. And I think, you know, from talking to you last night while we were watching a lot of these matches, how, how certainly you perceive them. I think it's made such a star of starlight kid oh yeah like she was already like top draw like i always thought you know since we started basically the the first starter match we fell in love with was azumi and starlight just oh. you know wrestling high speed style high and, speed goodness just so um, good and yeah so now seeing her just absolutely tearing a path through 
the the red block. I th- and she's very likely to make it to the finals as well. Yeah, yeah, she's in with a real chance. And it's funny, isn't it? You made the comparison yesterday because we were saying I wouldn't have thought that she could do this, this character change. And, you know, she's so different. She's so hateable now. She's a real, <laughs> you know, little demon. Yeah. And you made the comparison to like Rey Mysterio turning heel, which we never saw. But we've seen it with Starlight and it works. It works perfectly fine. You know, she's she outspeeds people. Yeah. And she's devious. So just being a little shit post match and putting the mask <laughs> on people just cracks me up. Even like and even when, you know, they turn around after the fact and clobber her, she still seems very happy with what she's done. Well, we watched the match yesterday, um, with her against Momo and she picked up the win, which was a shocker actually. Um, and then yeah, did that and Momo immediately got up and stopped beating her up. But she was still laughing on the floor, like, Haha, I put my mask on your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh dear. So yeah, the you know, at the time of time of writing, or time time of recording, should I say, <laughs> we've still got. So Starlight is on eleven points with one match still to to come against Mayu Ibutani. That's big, man. Which is yeah, like, and again, that feels like it could really go either way. With the whole um, stars thing as well. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, and sort of Mayu's had a mixed bag of a tournament. Some weird losses, like to to Fukigan Death. Mm, mm. Uh, um, losing to to Momo as well, um, you know. But that, again, that's not one to be expected. But that, those have been feel like her kind of major losses as well as to um, Saki, you know. So yeah, like a weird, some weird losses there for her. And it's just Starlight Kid left to wrestle. And yeah, I don't feel confident that she's going to do it here. I, I I think my money is on Starlight Kid again, putting the nail in the coffin of the tournament for. Mayu and taking the whole damn thing. Yeah, it does feel like she's got the momentum, doesn't it? So I wouldn't be surprised not at all. Mayu just can't shake this Oedo tie thing, can she? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's been her whole year. I almost feel like she's waiting until Jungle comes back. Yeah, and then she Reim- can the, the the cavalry, so to speak. Yeah, reinvigorate the stars stable and and come again. So yeah, we'll see. Um, Momo is another one that could potentially go through from the red block. Uh, she's actually wrestled all her matches at the time of recording so she needs negative results <laughs> from either starlight kid or himeka who's the other wrestler so could yeah, potentially go through starlight needs to lose and himeka has to draw or lose um for momo to to take the take the block what a resurgence from himeka as well because we spoke about her on the pod and she was on nilpwa <laughs> yeah she got off to really not a very good good start but yeah has has really pulled it out later into you know as the tournament's um gone on yeah she's great i'm a big fan of himeka yeah absolutely you know it, and this is something else we were talking about yesterday she feels like the least of the ddm stable and maybe unfairly like but you know still amazing still, yeah. she's still fantastic but just like within her stable she's probably the least prominent it does feel that way particularly over the last 12 months i think mike has really come on and is sort of in that third or second spot behind julian shuri yeah absolutely and then poi is just having a incredible run of, of things as well Poi's just great so good it's a it's a kick-ass stable yeah, it really is. Oh, it is and we should say as well we watched the lady c versus waka match uh so nice seeing our our sort of friend of the pod waka on on the you know on stardom now we may have talked about it previously but yeah just so so psyched for her to have, have made that move and you know for to get more eyes on her and we just wish her all the success in the world yeah i think she's gonna be great i'm just excited to see how she how she kicks on now oh yeah 
that's a you know that is a shark tank it it does seem to also it 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 really has felt like rocking up in stardom is the kick up the bum to real fast sustained improvement as well yeah like Waka's already good but you know working with all these incredible people so often she's only gonna get much much better yeah absolutely although she was the one in like 80 and one which i think was lady c's record or one and 80 rather um but lady c finally got her first win she was so emotional as well lovely. lovely stuff but now she's got her win the likelihood is she's probably going to look for a stable and she's been hanging around with the ddm Mm. crew so you wonder if is she going to go there it seems like the natural fit or does do they pull a fast one and she goes somewhere else maybe yeah i'll be i'll be uh, really interested to see um yeah really really kind of uh, again, the the five star GP here has really kind of reignited my love of of stardom. Not not that it ever went away, but just you know, I was kind of maybe checking it out le- uh, le- maybe a little bit less often than I kind of had been, just because mm. there's, there's so there's much so wrestling much. to watch, so much to um, watch. So yeah, this has really kind of got me back watching stardom hardcore. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And one of the matches that we watched yesterday, which was just standout, was Utami versus Takumi. The two most red wrestlers in the world in the blue block. <laughs> <laughs> make it make sense, people. Yeah. Make it make sense. Oh, man, that was just a killer match. And it went to a draw, so hopefully that means we're going to get a rematch down the line as well. But it was just so, so good. Hard hitting. And Takumi's got some really great kicks. And I feel like this is quite a strange bit of praise, but Utami takes a kick to the face better than anyone. She really <laughs> does that whiplash neck thing pretty cool. So, yeah, it was just a really awesome match. And it made Takumi look like a huge deal as well. Yeah, you know, I'd be really down for that being like a kind of interim red belt title match. Yeah, 100%. Maybe on the sh- on the show with the, the finals of the tournament now, I think that, you know, what a well, great assuming little... they don't make it to the finals. You're assuming they don't yeah. make it to the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, 100%. Yeah, yeah we've, talked, we've talked red block, so where does things stand for the Blue Stars? Well, it's, it's far more open in terms of who you could go through. Uh, you've got Takumi, we mentioned, Shuri, I believe Tam can get there, Saya can get there, Utami can get there. Oh, crikey, Yikes. that's a murderer's row, isn't yeah, it? Who, who do you, <laughs> you know, again, who who do you um, see taking this one? I've sort of felt from the start that it's Shuri's tournament to lose. Mm. You know, it feels like she's having just a huge year. Uh, exposure's gone up massively thanks to that crazy Meltzer rating that she and Utami got and it kind of feels like that's the match you know they can build back to that again we revisit that yeah um, but she's she's got Aroha in the in the final Aroha. In the, on the final night so I would love Aroha to, to go through from the blues because she's just been a revelation whether or not it happens I don't know but I'd be so up for that but I think yeah if I was to put my money on somebody it would be Shuri, and I'm perfectly happy with that story, to be honest. Mm. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, I would be very happy with that. Yeah, I think that's that's the way to go, isn't it? Yeah, Shuri, Starlight Kid final, maybe? Ooh. Oh, man. I'm up for that. I, I fear for anybody getting in there with Shuri, man. She kicks so hard. Yikes. Just yeah. beats people up. She's so, so good. Yeah, she is. She's really like good. somebody who I just enjoy full stop. Don't know if I've seen a match I haven't enjoyed with, no. with Shuri. Singles, tags, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. Whatever you throw at her. But I'd love to, you know, similarly, I'd love to see Tam win it. You know, she's another person who's having a really, really good year. 
So yeah, I think. Well, Konami can still go through as well, can't I, she? I think it's probably yeah. Konami can still go, go still go through. Oh I, th- I think it's probably out of Tam's reach. Mm. Um, but yeah, she's had a she's had a pretty good pretty good tournament. You know, mix again a mixed bag. She's sitting pretty on eight points um, at this point. Um, wow! Imagine if Konami went through and it was Konami Starlight Kid in the final. Wow, that'd be pretty sweet. That would be, that would be sweet. Yeah. So there's just I don't think there's a permutation of the possible winners left that I wouldn't be up for. No, no. It's just a really stacked field overall, and I love that they're making additions and it's turning into yeah. a bigger thing. And it, I think it speaks to the strength of the Stardom roster, which they just keep adding to. Yeah. Yeah, it's only evolving more. We were talking last night, though. You know, I know Assemble was supposed to be this, where it was like a big all Joshi show. But wouldn't it be cool if there was like a real proper Joshi supercard where you had, you know, promotion versus promotion matches and you could just do some crazy stuff? You know, like people like um, Mai Watanabe or Maki Ito or Saki Akai or Fujimoto. Yeah, there's so many know, great people I'd Suzu. love to see, you know, that work in different promotions. I would just absolutely love to see uh, wrestle one another. Um, and yeah, we just don't get that. There's, the, you know, unless somebody defects promotion, which you don't, you know, it's happening more and more, but it seems historically not really the done thing to kind yeah. of bounce around. But if you can take anything away from what's going on in America at the second, you know, the way that the wrestling ecosystem has developed under AEW where all those promotions are working together and exchanging talents. It's a much more exciting and fun place to be. So, you know, if the Joshi world in Japan could incorporate that or come up with something similar, I think it's only going to help business. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very much a case of, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander or, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. Indeed. And we, we were having a real laugh about the prospect of a Julia Makito match. <laughs> like two completely contrasting personalities. But now that I've thought about it, I desperately want Need to see, to see it. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Julia just being all sullen and too cool for school. Makito being hyper and swearing lots. I think it works. <laughs> so just just come to me like a match, I, you know, a sillier match that I would like to see mm. is a, uh, uh, Miyu Yamashita against Fukigan Death. Oh, man. Just seeing, again, that similar thing of very serious versus incredibly ridiculous. Why do you want to kill Fukigan Death? Oh, I am a, I'm a huge fan of hers. Like, <laughs> just, I'm, again, and there's another character that just, whether she's being Fukigan Death, Gokigan Death, or being Kori Yonayama, I, I love to see her wherever she pops up. Miyu Yamashita versus Shuri is the match. Oof, yikes, those kicks. Kick fest, you know? Yikes, 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 yikes. That'd be crazy. And let's, yeah. also, let's bring Reno in as well. Come on, man. Let's just do And Oscar. The yeah, possibility is so many, Yeah, like, we can just go down a, a real path of fantasy booking here yeah. if you're like. we should do this. If you, if you, yeah, if you indulge us. Maybe, maybe that's something we can do as like a little bonus episode. Yeah. Um, is just fantasy book our, our Joshi dream, dream card. One thing that we are going to do, though, is we are going to... Uh, put together a fantasy card based on everyone that we've interviewed on the podcast <laughs> in year one or for, from the first yeah year one yeah um and the some of the matches that are available there are pretty mouth-watering so <laughs> we'll knock up a graphic and post that out yeah. and but if you've got any ideas on matches between wrestlers that we've interviewed thus far so you got some pretty wild ones to play with you know from uh you know adam brooks or pco 
or Take or Makito. You know, there's some fun ones to choose from. Mm, mm. Um, you know, mix and mash. Let us know what you think. But yeah, I've got a couple of ideas already. So yeah, you know, speaking about that, you know, yeah, this is this is the last episode of year one. You know, hey. episode fifty-two. We've we've done it. So we finally got in the same room. So yeah, this is why we we didn't pump out an episode yesterday for multitude reasons it's because we knew we could be in a room to record which is very exciting for the first time and also you know where Liam was in Spain it did prove to be a bit too difficult it was a challenge although you know I just want you to know that I I was thinking of you listeners I did take my mic all the way to Spain with me just in case we could (laughs) record but alas it was not to be so yeah looking back on year one I'm don't know about you I'm super proud of what we've achieved here um you know love having all the interactions that we've gotten with mm. you the listener um you know we're always up for more interaction on sort of Twitter via email you know your choice of carrier pigeon whatever your choice of communication method you know we'd love to hear from you and let us know if there's anything that we're not doing or we're not covering that you'd like to hear similarly you know if you've got positive feedback we'd love to hear that too you know yeah it's been really nice and you know we've got you know, people that comment quite regularly, which is just absolutely lovely. And we really do appreciate that. It means the world. And yeah, it's just been so much fun just learning about more wrestling, isn't yeah, it? You know, there's truly. promotions here that I'd barely touched before we started. Mm, and now I'm mm. an absolute diehard. So, <laughs> you know, that's been a, yeah. a great deal of fun as well. So I've, I've really appreciated that. And also a big thanks to everybody that's come on as a guest too. Yes, that's been really lucky. ace, you know, our... Uh, more frequent contributors like Beth and Sandra and of course the ace Balianaki uh, and then you know to, to all the wrestlers that have come on as well it's just been so yeah. damn cool I definitely think we've punched above our weight in year one like every time we get these sort of fantastic guests on I'm just yeah. like how have we how have we swung that well we have got some exciting ones coming up as well so we're not planning on stopping anytime soon there's a there's a good couple of pretty exciting guests in the pipeline so yeah if you don't already, uh, please do consider subscribing so you get us in your podcast feed every week, generally on a Friday, unless I go away. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really helpful as well. You know, if you are a fan of the show, please rate us and review us on your, your pod app of choice. That helps other people find us and we'd love to keep growing and keep doing what we're doing. Right. I think that pretty much wraps us then for this episode so thanks folks i hope you enjoyed the live format i don't know how often we're going to repeat it but it's been fun to do one and that is year one in the book so thanks so much for joining us uh next week we're most likely going to be talking about the stardom show it's been going on as we speak and there may be some other exciting stuff as well do there will be uh ddt who's going to top oh crikey yeah it's, it's all going on we've got Take versus person we wish was a friend of the pod, Chris Brooks. <laughs> yeah. A friend of the pod versus person we wish. We're, we're going to get one day. We keep we keep yeah. playing for him. We're just going to keep circling around. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, we'll definitely do that. And it might be that we got some other exciting stuff as well. The only way to find out is to follow us on our social media. Um, it's at Wrestling Pod. That's Wrestling About the E. Uh, you can send us an email that's wrestlingpod at gmail.com again wrestling about the e and i think that does it so folks enjoy the rest of your weekend if you're watching start and pay-per-view hope you enjoy it in the meantime stay happy stay safe and enjoy the graps. Mm-hmm.